Hi, welcome to Pentecost Today podcast. I'm your co-host, Steve Mancini, and as always, I'm joined by the Executive Director, Alicia Hartle. Steve, it's great to be here with you and with all of you who are joining us. We want to open up our episode in prayer. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, even as we come before you in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, Father, we praise you, we exalt you, we give you all glory, honor, and praise, Father, that we can know you and be aware that we are little ones, we are children of God. And Father, we, we surrender everything to you, to you. We surrender, Lord, this time together and we surrender, Lord, all the ways you are inviting us to receive and share the Holy Spirit as we come away from this episode. And so, Lord, even as we enter in, we ask that you would send your Spirit now to fall afresh on us. We pray this for your honor and glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, before we start, we always like to read a little bit from Baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, I won't get into the details, but I'm going to call it as the International Catholic Charismatic Renewal Services Doctrinal Commission. Um, the book is still available. I think we can still get it on our website, if I'm not mistaken. That's so correct. It, it's out there, and I really encourage folks, whether you are already involved with the charismatic movement or are trying to learn more and understand what it is, I do recommend this book for you. It's a short book, short read, but it does have all of kind of the groundwork information. With that being said, one section I want to read is called charisms and so this is kind of the ultimate end game of a lot of this is to you know this baptism of the holy spirit is to receive these charisms of the holy of the holy spirit and then ultimately apply them to you know bring people closer to christ so as the book notes baptism in the spirit brings about the release of charisms particularly the spiritual gifts listed by saint paul in 1 corinthians chapter 12 verses 8 to 10. while these charisms have always been present in the church and the charismatic renewal, they have appeared in a new abundance and at all levels among clergy, religious, and lay people. These charisms are understood as gifts, not primarily for the recipient, but for the upbuilding of the church and the work of evangelization. Wherever the renewal is healthy and the exercise of the charisms is mature, the emphasis is not on the miraculous or extraordinary nature of these gifts, but rather on their capacity to mediate God's love and build up the body of Christ. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, we we are in the midst of launching and sharing a nine-year novena called Holy Spirit 2033, leading up to the 2000th anniversary of Pentecost. And even as we do that, there's a deep awareness of the work of the Holy Spirit oftentimes brings this manifestation of the life of Christ in the body of Christ. And, and it's extraordinary, it's glorious, but it's always intimate and personal for each member of the body. And so we're very humbled to be here today with Rose Parente. Rose lives here in Pittsburgh, and she has been involved for many, many years with the Ladies of Charity in the Diocese of Pittsburgh. She has been involved with um, the Madonna del Civita Society of Pittsburgh, as well as being trustee of the Ladies of the Spigno Saturnia Society. We should have had Steve pronounce all of these <laughs> Italian names. Sorry, Rose. <laughs> um, but Rose, Rose, um, despite being involved with different ministries and, and really being born into the fullness of the Catholic faith and, 
experiencing that in your family, um, it wasn't, there was, there was kind of a turning point where suddenly you became very involved in the Catholic charismatic renewal and ministries that were born out of that grace. So it'd be great to hear from you. Just what was life like for you just kind of growing up in the Catholic church with a very faith-filled family? Well, thank you, Alicia and Steve. Glad to be here. Um, I was born into a Catholic family, lived in um, Penn Hills all my life, and my mother and my grandmother were devout Catholics. Uh, we were at church every Sunday, prayed to God at home, um, and it was just a very loving Catholic family. I went to a Catholic grade school and uh, still kept up the faith when I was in high school and college. And then, uh, unfortunately, in the year of, I believe it was 87, I walked away from the church for a very long time and came back towards the end of 2013, beginning of 2014. You know, that real quick, the irony is is that I find that most Catholics walk away. The question is, is do they come back? Yeah. And you've obviously come back. Now, I say, thankfully, I came back, yes. Well, let's talk about that very quickly. What was the impetus for coming back? Well, um, being away for so long and then with the, the death of my mom kind of sparked a little bit and I spoke to a priest who did my mother's funeral and he was like you know if you need to talk about anything whatever and we started talking and um, he gave me this book to read uh, a, a story of a soul by Saint Therese and then slowly but surely things have started to happen that I cannot explain um, and I just and I just had this inkling and then I went to a life in the spirit series uh, series that Alicia and the Oakland prayer group were doing and the rest is history. But now, real quick, because that's important. That's not a trivial detail. Um, the life in the spirit for the folks that are listening. Again, some folks are very familiar with this, but some folks are not. They're learning. What is life in the spirit? Well, it is a uh, series that they do over. Sometimes they do it over five weeks, some are seven weeks, and it's just engaging people on um, Christ, and, and it goes through different. Um, Oh, I'm thinking of the right word here. It goes through different uh, talks through through each week, and then they do these. They'll pray over you one week, and um, and when I and I I actually got there by accident. I wasn't supposed to be there, and um, there are no accidents, guys. <laughs> <laughs> true, very true. Uh, and we, the first week we were there I was with another person, and after it was over, we're like, "Yeah, this is not for us. We're not coming back." <laughs> and then, and I, but I'm one of those people when I start something, I like to finish it. So the second week came along and there was this ice storm. I'm like, great, I don't have to go. You know, I'm excited about that. And then the third week came and I felt guilty, so I went. And then, you know, the good Catholic, you're supposed to sit in the same seat. Well, unfortunately, I sat like a row ahead. So I ended up being in Alicia's group as opposed to being in Teddy's group the second time. And then, um, you know, I stayed that that week. And when I, actually, when I first walked in, I don't know if I ever told you this, Father Joe was at the door and I met him once. And um, I walked in, I said, hi, Father Joe, and I extended my hand. He's like, oh, no, we hug here. I know you. I'm like, God, you met me once. I'm like, okay. And um, so we stayed, and I went the next week, and that's the next week is when they were praying over people. And she's like, do you want to be prayed over? I'm like, oh, absolutely not. There was like 10 people around. I don't want these people hovering over me, and, you know, I didn't want anything to do with it. And she's like, well, I'll be your proxy. So she sat there and was my proxy. I'm sitting like 20 feet away. I like, want nothing to do with it. And then afterwards, she came over and spoke to me, and behind us was Father Joe, and I didn't realize it. 
And he's like, we're talking, and she, he walks up. She says, what's going on over here? She's like, I'll roast it one prayed over. And he's like, oh, I'll do it. Just sit down. I'm like, no, I'm good. He's like, no, just sit down. Like, there was no saying no to Father Joe. So I sat down. He started praying, and I'm like, one eye open, one eye closed. And I'm like, is this over yet? Is this over yet? And they're, and they're going to town and doing their thing. And, um, and when it was over, I was, like, thanking God that it was over, you know. And then I couldn't wait to get out of there. And, um, I see you had a real touching moment. <laughs> <laughs> was better than the first. It was no, 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 that's okay. That's honesty. That's good. <laughs> well, the first week when I was there and we were in small groups with Teddy's group, we were sitting in this, and this room is not very large, and there was about 100 people there. And it was February, so it was really cold out. But in that room, I swear it was 150 degrees. I was like sweating, couldn't wait to get out of there. When it got to my turn to share, I said, you know what, I don't feel good, I need to go. I ran out of the room, stepping over people, like getting out of the room. So, <laughs> so after we did that, I go home, and I felt really bad that I was very rude about it. So the next week I went back, and I apologized to Father Joe, and he's like, oh, no problem. I said, well, it's good, thank you, I enjoy this. And he goes, well, where are you going? And I'm like, well, it's time to go. He's like, oh, no, sit down. We're praying for you again. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So he and um, Dave Van Vickle and Teddy Sweeney prayed for me. And then that's when, for the first time, as Father Joe was praying and he had put his hand on my head, my whole entire body was on fire. I felt like my hair was caught on fire, and it just spread down to my body. And at that point, I had no idea what that meant. Did you expect that? No, absolutely not. So you were like, oh, here we go again. I'm sure it's going to get an ice storm. Come on, where's the snow? And the next thing you know, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. It, it, they, were, they were all very prayerful and very, like, in tune with what I was feeling. And, and they were really, like, intensely praying. And it was just, like, I didn't know what to do with that. Like, I really didn't, and I was like, okay, this is way, way too much for me. <laughs> I was like, you know, and then, I, then, but, you know, Alicia, we became friends with Alicia and Teddy and Katie and a bunch of other people, and um, they were not letting me walk away after this. I was like, <laughs> I could not get rid of them. It's like every event the Catholic Church Listen, was we're having. fitting you for a halo and a wing, so you got to stick around because <laughs> measurements are at 6 p.m. here. <laughs> Like, they, I, I could not get rid of them. They were everywhere. Like, oh, we're doing Awaken. We're doing this. You're coming with this. I was, to, I was like, I was like, this is not over yet. <laughs> I, I, I paid my $75. The five weeks is up. You know, I'm out of here. Uh -huh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But thank God I didn't walk away. Yeah, you know, everyone's journey is so different. So different. But I have to say, just witnessing, Rose, you... I think everyone could see that there was fear, trepidation, a lot of like, I have no idea what this is. I'm committed because I don't quit. <laughs> that kind of a, a sense. Um, but also this courageous um, giving of yourself to the Lord as you took steps in faith. Because you were, you were saying along the way, I don't understand. But even within a week of the life in the spirit ending, like, sure, I'll, I'll come to a healing mass with a fraternity of priests where 12 priests are con celebrating and there's prayer ministry afterward, you know, just at every turn and every step along the way. Um, though even that wrestling with the Lord and that, like, Lord, I, I don't <laughs> understand any of this. Um, I'm, I'm taking steps forward in faith. And so everyone around you was inspired. Everyone around you was cheering you on, and um, yeah, it was just, it was a privilege to see, but you definitely dove into the deep end. Yeah. So. 
It says she was pushed in the deep end, but either way, you're in the deep end. You're good. I'm in. (laughs) We actually, we do trainings where we don't, we very much invite, but um, try not to pressure people to receive prayer or to even to receive the invitation. So I don't know. There there were some strong invitations there. I would say this though. (laughs) I I would say this having, having gone to one were to be praying over the first time I read, I was like you. I was like, this, this is nuts. This is mm-hmm. okay, fine. I'll, I'll humor you. And then I went to Jesus 2023, 20, and there was this crazy Brazilian lady named Valeria kept <laughs> haunting me down to pray over me. Okay, everybody sees where I'm pointing. The folks that are listening can't see. I'm actually pointing to Valeria who's sitting behind us filming. Um, but it, but it, again, it was one of these things where. If you're not used to it, you won't do it. And if you don't do it, you don't know you don't know if you can get something out of it. So somebody does, I think somebody kind of has to at some point kind of give you a little bit of, a little nudge there to to get you over there. But once you do it and once that that fear is broken, then it's a little easier. Then you got to decide whether you open up and receive it or not. So yeah. I'm not totally against pushing people in the deep water is my point. There is an strong, effective way to learn strong, how to swing. Strong invitations, a lot of invitations. Don't overpressure. Uh, <laughs> no, that's great. Um, so the, the quote that Steve shared with us from the Doctrinal Commission really shared that oftentimes um, we see since the beginning of the new and ongoing Pentecost that, that has been the wildfire of the Catholic charismatic renewal, there has been a manifestation of the charismatic gifts. And so it'd be great to hear from you, having grown up in the church and been involved with a family that that really celebrated faith and um, was faith-filled, but but kind of this new experience of something more, something beyond um, what you had experienced in the past. Can you share with us a little bit of kind of your experience of the different, whether it was intercession and prayer ministry, we heard about that. Uh, but maybe now you're involved with Unbound Ministry. So even sharing healing and deliverance ministry, how, what did that journey look like? Um, maybe even praise and worship, if you hadn't experienced that before, just even seeing people you know, in, in postures of whether it was surrender or praise or worship. Um, what, what did that journey look like? It was actually very different. I didn't know what to, when I saw my first, I went to first praise festival I was like what is going on over here people are standing up and their arms are up in the air and just like dancing and moving to the to the Lord and it was just um quite interesting and then also like with Unbound I um went to my first Unbound session thanks to Alicia who um visited me in the hospital and I had to I had to have emergency surgery and she brought the Unbound book and I just threw it to the side I'm like this is not happening and then um, I went to an Unbound se- uh, conference and had a session afterwards, and I was like, I didn't say one word the entire session. Poor, my poor um, intercessor and, and uh, leader were like, what is going on here? And I was like, this is not for me. And then over time, I kind of like, okay, you know, got to jump it, like I said, dump, jump into the deep end and let whatever God wants happen, happen. And um, it was, you know, when I grew up, like I, you went to church, you prayed, you know, and even though it wasn't this charismatic thing, it was still a faith-filled environment. And this was like the complete opposite end what I was experiencing. Like I never listened to praise music before. I don't lift my arms up in the air and go with the beat and, you know, and any of that. And it was just a huge difference 
but one that I am extremely grateful for being able to experience. No, that's good. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, at the first, I, I'm, I have said this before, I am still fairly new to this, and uh, I am still, I mean, I have not broken the comfort barrier yet. I, I, I you know, the, the one thing about the movement, we're gonna, I think we want to talk about the novena here in a little bit and, and kind of get into more about, you know, getting people involved to have these, and I always call them aha moments. I don't think that's fair to say it's an aha moment. For some people, it is an aha moment. For some people, it is a seed that grows very slowly and, and eventually you look back and you go, wow, look how far I've come. I think just when we're all different. But in, but in your case, you don't, it doesn't sound like you had an aha moment, but you had a, you know, you had a growth, something obviously got you back. You had a growth and you got involved, but, but what do you, but, you're, but now you're involved and now you're out there you went from these people are weird, which I'm still kind of in the these people are weird stage. I think it goes away at some point. But you're, you're past people are weird, and now you're, I don't want to say it like this, but you're one of the weirdos. <laughs> so, in, in a fun way, I say that, you know. But, but I mean, so, so how, how did that, where did you transfer? Like, where are you at now, and what are you doing now? Because now you're, you're not only going, that's not weird, you're doing it. So let's talk about what you're doing and your involvement now. Well, I work with the Unbound team from the Pittsburgh-Greensburg area where we put conferences together. I'm an intercessor for that. Um, we also do prayer ministry afterwards for those who want extended prayer ministry. I'm also uh, part of the Praise Nation ministry that um, is head by Father Levi and Joe Jacobs. And I coordinate like all social media kind of stuff and things like that. And um, I promote it very much so. I also promote the healing masses for, for the Trinity of Priest on social media to get people to come to those different events. See, that's a good point because I never, till this moment, I've never heard of a healing mass. Oh, what is wow. a healing mass? And I'm a Catholic. I actually go to church, but these are not, but this was my, we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. These are not things that I'm going to call, I don't, I don't say this in a bad way, but I, but I call it the main, the normal mainstream church. They don't say, hey, everybody, we're going to have a healing mass, you know, next Tuesday over. Like, it just, it just doesn't come out. Yeah. Unless it's a charismatic yeah. so, priest, you know. Yeah. Theologically, every mass is a healing right. mass. Right. Yes. Correct. Um, but beautifully, out of the grace of the Catholic charismatic renewal came uh, a mass. So if you were to go to a, if you were to see one of Rose's Facebook posts and go to a, a healing mass, you would see anywhere between five to 12 priests con celebrating mass typically you would see that maybe at an ordination or some special occasion where you would see con celebrating so that in itself is extraordinary um, but then during um, during the mass itself um, the preaching is is very much oftentimes focused on an invitation to expectant faith to receive healing and then um, prophetic words are shared. So the Fraternity of Priests, charismatic group of diocesan priests, some religious priests, um, will come together and once a week they're praying in unity in the Spirit. So what does that mean? <laughs> uh, when you pray in unity in the Spirit, oftentimes you're praying in tongues. And when you are praying in unity, maybe not in tongues, but you are praying, praising, worshiping, and coming into the presence of the Lord, expecting the Lord to move. And that movement may be a prophetic word that is received or revelation, 
um, any number of things when you enter into a time of praying in unity. So the fraternity of priests do this every week, and oftentimes they receive prophetic words for very specific healing. And so it might be, um, maybe Rose, if you can share some of those specific words. Well, they'll be like, um, a couple who is experienced infertility will be pregnant before Christmas was one of the ones that came up recently. Um, They've had several where uh, for people named Rose who would have healing of their back. Um, There's individuals who have had healing when they had said um, someone who is discerning the priesthood will enter into the you know seminary people who have had cancer who has had have had cancer healed they will come up with different things that you know the, the holy spirit gives them and then they announce it at the end of the the mass and then they all will pray over people um, at the end of the mass and they'll bless them with oil which is not the same oil that is uh blessed at the christmas mass on holy thursday and um and they'll pray over people and and some of the masses will have uh, some of the people that will rest in the spirit and um, and others will just be prayed over and then feel some type of peace or maybe a healing that night or a week from now or three weeks from now you know it all depends on and it all depends on your faith as well you just don't can't just come to a healing mass and say I want healed and not have faith so if you don't have the faith you're not going to be healed all, all Jesus's miracles yeah we're, we're always about faith yeah you had to believe if you didn't yeah. believe it's like you know. yeah and it's extraordinary the miracles that the fraternity of priests have seen over the years. It's glorious. Even if I, <laughs> I, I don't know, I've probably, for, I don't, for how many years, I went to every single healing mass, not necessarily saying, oh, I'm sick or I, I need healing for something specific, but you can simply go up and receive prayer after the healing mass for whatever the Lord wants to give you. And um, to receive prayer from a priest who is exercising the charismatic gifts um, is extraordinary. And so <laughs> I have to say that I, I will never forget Rose's first healing mass <laughs> because at the healing mass, at times, people will rest in the spirit when they receive prayer ministry after the mass. And so maybe, Rose, you can share just the experience of seeing that for the first time. Actually, it was actually my second healing okay. mass. Okay. <laughs> the first one was with the incident with your with your father Levi, your brother. But um, we were standing in line to see who what priest we were going to go to, and I happened to notice that these people were just dropping like flies and resting in the spirit. And I'm thinking, what is going on with that priest? She's like, oh no, we're going to go to him. I'm like, not on your life. There's no way I'm going to him. I don't want to be in the same building as him. You know, nothing like that. And then now, how many years later, Father Tom and I, we're, we're friends and I go to him all the time. Like he's and the priest I go to at healing masses. The, so the, the extreme, it was incredible. Like Rose would walk around the back of the entire church just in case she got too close to this priest who had almost everyone in his line resting in the spirit um, just to get to the priest on the other side of the church. So so it's just, it's amazing to see um, not only the surrender and the receptivity, but that you're working to share the grace now with the body of Christ and and really with those in the world who are seeking healing and uh, seeking to receive grace. This is beautiful, Rose. Thank you. <laughs> so the first time I saw the resting in the spirit was at Jesus 2023. And, uh, you know, I had a priest trying to pray over me, and again, this crazy Brazilian lady. <laughs> and, you know, they close your eyes, put your And I was 
like I'm not I'm not doing this. Like I'm I'm not going to lay down on the floor here. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. But I saw that, and I I've, I've, I want to ask an honest question. When when and this is the one thing that I that it's like I want to know what's going through people's minds. So when when he puts his hands on you and you rest in the spirit, is it a consciousness or are you just out? I've never rested in the spirit, so I don't know. Okay. Really good. Don't. So you're like me. We're good for you. We're fighting it. <laughs> well, when I Nobody's do. put me on the ground, Rose. It's just not going to happen. Well, here's a little tidbit. Sit down on a pew. That way you won't fall on the ground. You'll fall. <laughs> That's what so you're saying you sit it in the spirit and not rest in the spirit. <laughs> but I mean, I saw that. And I mean, in some cases, it was very, it was very a quick touch and they, you know, they were out. And I'm going to be honest with you. Well, you know, when you grow up and you would see the, you know, these a lot of Protestants, very, very, very active in the brain. And the problem is, is I believe there are some that are sincere. And we all know there are some that are just, you know, it's, it's all fun and games, light. But, but these people that are doing it, I, I, I think here, there is something deeper going on that I'm just still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Because when these priests will come up and they will pray and they will touch and these people will go down, you're like, I don't get it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, resting in the spirit, we we probably could dedicate an entire episode. I know this is a broad like oh, no, this... experiencing of We're the charismatic gifts. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll go deeper theologically in the future. Um, but just as far as like what's happening with that person, everyone has a different experience, and the Holy Spirit is mysterious and oftentimes doing a mysterious work. Um, people will, after resting in the spirit, say, you know, I just felt so much peace or so much joy, or um, one man in particular, just coming to mind now, he, he's been a supporter uh, with us for years. Just as I was getting to know him, hearing his story, he said, Alicia, I'd never been a part of anything in the renewal, but I heard that there was an opportunity to receive prayer for healing. My son was sick, and so I went with him to this conference. And he said, you, you would not believe this conference. These people looked like they were in the kingdom of heaven, just like having these experiences. And he said, frankly, I experienced none of that. He said, but my, <laughs> my son and I went down to receive prayer. Um, this is in the 1970s. And he said, my son received prayer. And he said, and then when I received prayer, I suddenly was on the ground. I don't know how I got there. And he said, when I stood up, from that moment on, I was delivered from swearing. I had sworn my entire life. I did not get sick again for 30 years, not even with a cold. And he said, he said, and not only that, but I was healed of chronic illness. All of that gone. And he said, frankly, I had no idea what happened. But he said that moment launched me into relationship with the Lord. And he said even deep conviction of, I need to change my life. I need to, <laughs> I need to w- turn away from sin that I've embraced over the years. I need to choose the Lord and, and the kingdom of heaven. And that led him into, um, in his later years in life, he went from being um, working in uh, a field that, uh, where he was surrounded by um, a lot of temptation, a lot of uh, difficulties into coming into this journey into becoming a physicist and then even in his marriage and family he said alicia my life looks very monastic 
I have two to three holy hours per day. I go to daily mass. I pray the liturgy of hours and, um, and radically living life in the spirit. So just everyone's journey looks different and every experience of resting in the spirit looks different, but uh, it's extraordinary what the Lord can do when we yield ourselves to the Lord. And Rose, uh, that's kind of a good transition. So what are you doing for the next nine years? Because we've got a little novena starting. Oh. I'll be doing a novena. Very good. Yeah, so, so Holy Spirit 2033, leading up to the 2000th anniversary of Pentecost, we, we received in prayer this inspiration to invite everyone in the nation, potentially people from around the world, to join in prayer very simply praying a novena to the Holy Spirit for a new and ongoing Pentecost for everyone who has ever received the grace of baptism in the Holy Spirit, that it would be reawakened, that it would be stirred up, that it would be set ablaze, that a new and ongoing Pentecost would be launched in prayer groups and covenant communities and in ministries that were born out of the fire of renewal. And then, so three years, just focused on praying for a new and ongoing Pentecost in the renewal. And then three years of praying for a new and ongoing Pentecost in the church. And really seeing that reignited flame in the renewal setting ablaze the fire of God's love in the church. And bringing to the whole church the grace of baptism in the Holy Spirit. And then the final three years, leading up to 2033, being a time of praying with and for and bringing the fire of renewal out into the world. Uh, so praying for a new and ongoing Pentecost in the world and doing that in very practical ways, whether it's bringing life in the spirit and prayer meetings to families and youth, to neighborhoods, to workplaces, to schools. Um, in every one of those three-year three, three -year segments, there's an invitation not only to prayer but to action. And so it'd be great to hear from you, Rose. You, you were pretty much since your first life in the spirit, you <laughs> dove into the deep end of really fulfilling this commission to bring baptism in the Holy Spirit to the whole church. Um, are there any words that you have for those who are thinking about maybe making this nine-year novena their own? I would say definitely do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Keep it simple, Rose. Thank you. Simple. I mean, my journey has been a long one, and, and not to get off the topic, but Stephen made a comment before about aha moments and long journeys, and mine has been a long journey with several aha moments, and um, you know, with life in the spirit, unbound, and you know, when I walked away, you know, I walked away thinking God didn't love me and God abandoned me, and then came back full, like really hardcore and going into deep end in 2018 after um, my goddaughter was born and realized when I saw her that God truly did love me. So then I jumped into everything full force. And if you're going to do something like this, you really need to jump into it. Don't be afraid. Take it one day at a time. I know this is like a nine-year novena. You think nine years, you don't have the time. You know, you don't know what's going to happen in nine years. But take it one day at a time, one week at a time, one year at a time. And I guarantee you, bringing these life and spirits to the neighborhoods, the youth, especially the youth, um, it will bring so much into your life and to a lot of people that this is what we need to bring the church higher and praise God higher. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Now, you were involved in a few groups. Is there any uh, any way folks can get a hold of you or kind of track, see what's going on if they want sure. to follow up? We have uh, Unbound has a Facebook page called Unbound Pittsburgh, and we have a conference coming up March 23rd at St. Uh, Mary's in, uh, I believe, Swickley or Aleppo. I'm not sure what area that's in. So um, we don't have the registration set up, but if you want to save that date, everything's on the Facebook page. Praise Nation, you can go to our website. It's praisenationpgh.org, all one word. And that has all of our videos and any information of upcoming events. And we do have an upcoming event for Praise Nation on December 2nd at St. Thomas More Church in uh, uh, Upper St. Clair, I believe. And then Fraternity of Priests are done for the season, but we will be back in January for healing masses every month throughout the Diocese of Pittsburgh. And they rotate those masses around. Yes, okay. different churches, yes. I am going to have to go to one in January now. Okay. I am, I'm going to go. You're not putting me on the floor, but... Okay, yeah. well, there is a Facebook page for that as well. <laughs> What's, for, for the, for the healing mess? Fraternity okay. Priest has a Facebook page as well, and you can go there to find all that information. Got a lot of information out there. You've got to, find, yes. you've got to get it out to folks so they can go out and learn more. Exactly. Um, it's amazing what we don't know. Um, in, in addition, if you are interested in learning more about the nine-year novena, please go check out our website, Pentecost Today usa.org again that's pentecost today usa.org all one word alicia i know you want to close with a prayer so let's close with a prayer any final thoughts yeah you know i think um rose i'm i'm just so humbled your story your life's journey your relationship with the lord it's one of the most glorious divine romances and i know the lord has that and the lord has multiplied that grace in the lives of so many people as you share your testimony. So we just, we're so humbled to have you here with us. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be here. Mm. Thanks, Rose. Yeah. All right. Let's close in a prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you. We exalt you, Lord, for Rose Parente, Lord, for her life, for the ministry that you have called her into. Lord, we magnify you and praise you, Lord, that you invite us into being open to mysterious, glorious manifestations of the Holy Spirit, Lord, the charismatic gifts. And Lord, we, we just magnify you for how you are inviting every single person, Lord, in the body of Christ to receive more of the love of God and not only that, but to come into exercising and taking hold of these charismatic gifts to build up the body of Christ, to build up the church. And so, Lord, even as we receive Rose's testimony, even as we go out into our daily lives, into the ministries you have called us into, Lord, we ask for courage. Lord, if there is any place in our hearts, in our minds, Lord, any place in our lives that we have not surrendered to you, Lord, we ask for courageous surrender and expectant faith, Lord, that we would give you everything. And so, Lord, we do that now. We hold before you and we surrender everything to you, Lord. And Lord, even as we surrender, we ask that you would breathe new life into us, awaken us, restore us, revive us, renew us, heal us, form us for your glory and for your honor we pray all of this in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen amen, amen.
All right, folks, again, I want to thank you very much for joining us. And as always, if you have any questions or would like to learn more, please be sure to visit our website at pentecosttodayusa.org. Again, thank you. Have a wonderful week, and God bless.